Garfiri Jefem! What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan, and I am your host, Johnny. Well, as you fine folks know, Got Fitted Japan is about three dudes, booze, Japan in the news. And this is episode number 677. Yep, that's right, episode number 677. We finally made it! <laughs> no, there's, there's never making it when it comes to podcasting. It's just gonna go on and on and on and on and on, so you are lucky. But unfortunately, not today. Today, I have to step down from this episode because my tummy hurts. I've been diagnosed with colitis and it got worse. So basically, yeah, uh, I'm on medication and I am, uh, yeah, I'm out of it. <laughs> This is the best you're getting from Johnny this week. But、uh, don't worry, faders.、Uh, I will definitely be here next week. We've got a lot of great stuff planned. We've got some interviews. We've got some,、uh, we've got some pretty cool stuff in the works for 2023. And I think you're going to love it. So、um, I let、uh, Jeremy and Tom take this episode. And、uh, I think Jeremy can handle it.、Uh, Tom, I, I don't know. Good luck, guys. <laughs> All right, faders. And without further ado, enjoy the show. So, man, let's jump into it. Tell me about your week. What happened to you this week?、Um, I got constricted into, a, constricted into a very, very fucking weird art project. Oh, also, I've been doing fucking nothing at work. Okay, tell me about the art project then. All right.、Uh, yeah, well, because like, cancel, cancel, cancel. And like, kids, kids went on a ski trip and they just told me, they're like, oh, they're going to a ski trip. So you just do your weird art. I'm like, what? So. I have to, for, this is for a career fair day. We all had to choose professions. We have to make stuff like art to like, you know, show off to the parents and the kids, like to see、okay. our career. And so they asked me, well, which one do you want? And I was like, obviously, I was like, I want, I want a chef. That's cool. I'll just make some like, you know, fake food or whatever. That, or bullshit. That'll, that'll be fine. Right. That'll、right. be fucking cool. And then, then they got back to me. They're like, no, you can't do it because one of the teachers downstairs already called that one. It's like, fuck. So the guy next door, who's also my group, said, Well, let's just do athletes since this is a sports academy. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. We're just going to go with that. They didn't like give me the full details of it. Basically, like, you know what my budget is? What? Fucking zero. Goose Nothing.、Egg. Zero goose egg. I am literally supposed to make this out of trash. I get kids like bringing empty milk cartons and shit like that in. I have empty bowls of ramen and fucking chopsticks. Use chopsticks. And- what are you going to do, man? Oh, I, I've had like,、uh, because cancellations, they want a fucking ski trip for four days. No, but I mean, tell me what kind of art you're going to do with all that shit. Oh, yeah. Like, so yeah, I'm making basically like,、uh, I got an Olympic like ring toss already. I made a boxing ring, made a basketball court, and a couple like、uh, basketball like toss game. I'm going to make, I'm gonna, I'm, tomorrow I'm going to make a, what is it, like the, the cup and ball and string. I don't know what you call it, where like, you know, you get all like, but that's、uh, going to be yeah, basketball. Yeah, it's a kind of a Japanese game where you, You, you throw the ball up in the air and try to catch it in the cup. It's on a string,、yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I know. I forgot what that's called. Yeah, I forgot what it was called, too. But, like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to like make it ball, basketball themed. So I took, a, I took orange ping pong balls that I had left over from another project and just like drew them with like permanent marker to make them look like basketballs and shit. Oh, cool. Kids are going to love、yeah. that, man. And so, like, yeah. So, like, J- Johnny knows this because I emailed him on Friday. And this is like, this is a weird question, but like, I know you got spray paint. Can you just give me some like white spray paint? Cause that's the one I don't have. And、mm. Johnny's like, all right, I'll give it to you. But like, what the fuck is going on? I was explained, I was like, dude, you're not going to believe this. But he's like, all right, man, just take pictures. Here's, here's like some spray paint. Just take pictures, man. <laughs>、um, I'm, I'm actually almost done. I got about 10 items made. That's cool. I, th- I think I got six or seven out of 10. So, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's interesting. But yeah. So, the maximum. Cool. I'll, I'll take pictures. 
But I thought about taking pictures today before I left. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I'm going to wait till I'm done. But I'll, I'll take pictures of some of you guys. So the maximum number of things you have to create is 10. Mm, no, the minimum, I think, is like four or five they want. But I'm just like, I have nothing else to fucking do. Like, literally, because like I have nothing. Just go to work from eight to fucking five. Right. On. I get a one hour lunch break and there's nothing. There's no kids. There's no responsibilities, like zero. So I'm just like, fuck it. I'll just I, I got I to gotta fill the time up somehow. Right on, right on, right on. Yeah, I mean, at least you get to do something. It's better than just sitting there at your fucking desk and doing nothing, right? Right, yes. But it's it's actually kind of cool. I'm actually kind of liking it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't like, I don't think like my art's good enough that I'm going to be showing off, showing up at like one of Johnny's art tank events and like showing off my shit. I don't think I'm there yet. Hey, man. But it, it's kind of cool and it's kind of fun to do. Ask him, you know, he might say yes. What's the worst thing that could happen? All right, maybe you'll show up. All right, it was like, hey, would you like to check out my portfolio and see what he says? <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, yeah, this week, how- um, I had a, I had one of my friends from Tokyo pop into my bar. Uh, he's a he's a black belt under Ensign Inoue, uh, oh, shit. who has also been on this podcast. Remember? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I do remember. That was a St. Patrick's Day a couple of years ago. He's yeah. an extremely cool dude. Very cool dude. Very cool dude. Very yeah. good history. And, like, he's got a lot of good stories, man. His book is amazing. I read his book. Uh, I have to read that, man. Yeah, so uh, one of his black belts popped in. He's a training partner of mine from from Yokohama back when I lived up there. And, uh, yeah, he came in to see the bar for the first time. He said he realized, like, just recently that I own the bar. He thought, like, wow, Jeremy is drinking every fucking day in this fucking place, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was like, and then he goes, I just realized recently that you own the own the place, so I, I thought I'd come down and say hi and, you know, check it out. So he came down and he had a great time, and he started asking, he's like, are you are you training recently? And he's like, I was like, ah, you know, I've been kind of busy, and then he's like, uh, are you still are you still purple belt? And I was like, yeah, yeah, still purple. And he's like, well, okay. So I felt kind of embarrassed, so Today I told my wife I got to use the car because I'm going to Carpe Diem, the new dojo, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start training again today. So <laughs> today was my first day back on the mats. I started doing some training. I went out to Carpe Diem Fukuoka and and signed up there, and they've got a really nice dojo, awesome people in there, and uh, it's really close to my house, so very convenient for me. And also it's very close to the bar, so like maybe in the middle between my house and the bar, so very convenient for me and good pe- good people to spar with, good people to roll with. And we went over some, you know, we went over some basic techniques today, but it's always good to, to go back over some basics. What, what do you think, man? I, th- I think it's pretty cool. I think you just uh, knocking the rust off. But I was a little, I got to ask, I got to say, because you said that picture of you, like all geed up. Yeah. And like, I was a little bit worried because you just, dude, I'm serious. Like, look at that picture. You look fucking pissed. You got a fucking frown that could freeze vodka. <laughs> bro, I'm not. I'm. I'm never pissed though. I'm always. I'm always happy. I'm always the opposite, bro. But uh, just well, in that picture, you, I was if just you're happy, me. wouldn't you be like smiling? I don't know, man. I don't, I don't walk around smiling. I don't, I don't want to look like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a clown. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, right? <laughs> uh, I, don't know. I don't know, man. It's each their own. You could be the the laughing jujitsu practitioner. I don't know. Oh, I'll leave, I'll leave that to somebody else. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick to the to the to the badass look, the the John Wick look, man. <laughs> and try to look like John Wick all the time. Well, oh, man, John Wick doesn't even really frown though. Keanu Reeves, he's playing. He's just like his face is just like really straight, serious, kind of deadpan. Yeah, it's Keanu Reeves though, man. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be good. Uh, I can't. Oh, John Wick Force coming out soon. And I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, I did see previews for that. That's, it looks dope as fuck. I did, I did actually, you know, I finally like did actually watch the Matrix movie they put out maybe like a month or two ago. Right, uh, it, it was quite good. It was all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewatch. Um, I'm gonna rewatch all the John Wick movies, uh, you know, in a row. And uh, it's like a build. Ah, I see. It's, it's going. It's a build up. Yeah, it's a build up to the to the four, part four coming out. So I'm gonna every weekend. I'm gonna watch one John Wick movie. Well, I mean, they're all very very good. I mean, they're, they're, and we're not talking Shakespeare here. It's just like. You know, the very first movie, like, you know, the fucking Ru- Russian mobster brat, like, you know, fucking jump, g- breaks into his house, beats him up, kills his dog and takes his car. And it's just like fucking revenge. It's awesome. Awesome. That's a yeah, but like, yeah, but like, yeah, it's very slick, stylish, very fucking cool. 
the fighting is very real. The the shooting is very real, and uh, you know the you know the the fight scenes aren't like on wires. You know where people are flying through the air and shit. This is very real kind of real world combat that you see in this movie, and it's badass. I love it. And plus the cars, yeah, even better. All the things yeah, I love. Yeah. yeah, there's some pretty dope ass shit. But also, like apparently, the rumor is like he he met like a lot of the stunt coordinators that he's working with. He met him and like liked him when he was doing the Matrix. Yeah. And he kept in he kept in contact with him, and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, when I, when I'm freed up when after certain projects, like you know, maybe we'll have to do something together. But yeah, I but guess, also like, he trained. That's where he trained with like Hegan Machado uh, in California. He's, he's like a legit jujitsu guy, man. And, and you know, yeah. you train with Hegan, you're it's legit. Yeah, so he trained with him for a while, and you know, I, I saw like some of the making of. John Wick and the the shit he was going through was all badass, man. He went through like this shooting course where he has to come in like really close with his with his pistol held correctly. He's got to be in the right stance. He's got to draw his pistol and change the magazine and the combat, you know, magazine changes. All kind of cool shit. I love it. Oh yeah, yeah. I did. I didn't see the the martial arts videos, but I did see some of the the, the training he's doing with automatic weapons. How he's you know just, just it looked like he was in like legit like in the military. Mm-hmm. Like he was in fucking boot camp. That was pretty awesome, man. Wouldn't it be cool good, to be man. able to train Very like that? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, doggy. You want to see doggy? Oh, sorry, buddy. I'm interrupt this so, so my son can get his favorite stuffed animal out of, out of my room. Oh, I understand totally. And he's like, "Oh, I want doggy." He's got to sleep with doggy. Yeah, yeah. That it, it's, you know, every boy has to have his dog. <laughs> That's right, man. I understand. So yeah, he he well, yeah, he's got two doggies. He gave me one, so I, I sleep with it. So I don't I don't give a fuck, dude. You can call me a sissy or whatever, but yeah, I fucking sleep with the stuff. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, if uh, a little kid. I mean, it, 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 it means something because my son gave it to me, so I'm just like, you know, I'm just gonna yeah. roll with it. Sure, of course, of course. You know, if a little kid tells you to, to like sleep with a little stuffed animal, you sleep with that little stuffed animal. Fuck it. That's a, what dads yeah. do. <laughs> All right. I mean, like, also, my, my son's a toddler. My son legitimately thinks I'm a superhero. I'm not yeah, going yeah. to, like, fucking school and teaching kids. I'm out saving the fucking world. Yeah, he thinks we're all superheroes. Yeah, probably. He probably, probably thinks you're a fucking superhero. Yeah, right? Oh, uh, that's because I, I put my Captain America hood, like, right? Yeah. Right? yeah. And he was like, you're a real superhero. I'm like, yes, I am. He's, like, oh, shit. He's, oh, he's like, oh, this guy's Captain America. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Nah, right. like he, he says like weird stuff. He's like, "Papa's so big. Papa's so strong. So is yeah. Mama big? Oh, Mama small. Papa big. Papa yeah. superhero. He's, He's little. Like, you know, everyone looks like a giant to him. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All yeah, right. Except, that's except, said, man. except Let's like to the news. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, one, 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 one final thing. Yeah, except except the one, one thing about him is like he's fucking well bigger than all the other kids in his class. So he's huge. Oh, he's gonna be oh, big yeah. like me. But yeah, man, let's hop in the news. Uh, actually, let's take a quick break and let's let the faders enjoy our sponsors. Check them out, faders. Check them out. Eight Stars American Bar, located between Daimyo and Yapoo. Come get your party on. Hey, yo, what's up, Vaders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I can probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepa. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to... 
Mitsuya Liquors. That's right, for the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors. Located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquor. Are you in Harajuku with some out of town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete. At Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each. And there were so much more. These are these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool. That's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you. And we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade. And I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good. It looks good. And it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade. Badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing it comes in a lid that's pretty badass this whole world is so nerfed up these days everything is plastic and pink but not ghost town palmade this stuff is a man's palmade and it is hardcore it's so hardcore it's from oakland california oakland california that's right ghost town palmade get your bait on in style in tokyo and craving soul food got just the place for you soul food house in azabujuban check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com come by and taste the love we look forward to feeding you all right faders welcome back how did you like those um those uh sponsors Sponsors. Everyone's cool. Uh, you gotta check them out. You gotta you gotta buy their products because they support us and we provide you with content. And that's the way the world works these days. Except for that eight stars American bar in Fukuoka. I don't know. I've heard their owner's a real dick. Yeah, well, he's got a huge dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's obviously I'm joking because it's Jeremy's bar. But yeah, <laughs> speaking of sponsors, I wish these were our sponsors. What have you got there, sir? Uh, I got uh, actually a gift from you. I can't believe. Did you say you sent this on Saturday? Or sorry, uh, Thursday. You said you sent this, right? Yeah, Thursday. God damn. I just, I just got them today and it's Monday. Yeah. But uh, yeah, these are awesome as fuck. Uh, Pringles Super Hot Spicy Jalapeno Poppers. So give me a breakdown what it's like. Um, They taste exactly as advertised. They taste like a jalapeno popper in ship form. So if you've never had a jalapeno popper, what is a jalapeno popper? 
Yeah, it's basically like you, it's a stuff like you take a jalapeno, uh, you cut it in half and you gut it and you put some cheese and maybe some other stuff in there. And like you can deep fry them as well because that's 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 what it's got a picture. Like I've had them both. I've had them like you know just baked, and then I've also had them deep fried as well. So you can't you can go either way. But uh, yeah, or actually even like not necessarily just a jalapeno popper, but like basically like jalapeno flavored cheese. Yeah. So it's exactly like that, and it's weird because I I don't see any like you know like flavoring flakes on them or anything. It's just like no, it just it tastes exactly like that. I think these actually might be my favorite to be honest. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're just they're so good. It's just exactly. I just like I had one. I was like, oh my god, it's yeah. exactly like exactly as advertised. Because sometimes you get Pringles. <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of Pringles as well. Sometimes you get Pringles and it doesn't fucking taste like it says it's supposed to taste. Yes, that, that, that's yeah, a I, Pringle failure. Yeah, I think the biggest letdown for me was the Texas barbecue ones. I don't know if you had those. Yeah. I had yeah, but I mean, you, you'd be the expert to, to comment on that because you're Texan. Yeah. But like, Texas, and again, they weren't bad, but it didn't really taste like, you know, Texas barbecue didn't have that, I don't know, twang or whatever to it. I would say the, the, the top three best ones I've ever had was the, um, I'll start from three, the uh, double strong or triple strong sour cream and onion. So it's like a regular sour cream and onion Pringle, but it's got like triple the powder, like the flavor powder on it. It's amazing. Number two, I would say the fish and chips ones that you you turned me on to, I think. You said, get these. Mm. These are good. Fish and chips ones. Remember those? The trip to London, the fish and chips ones? Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Those are good. Yeah. And then number, <laughs> number three uh, was the uh, the cheeseburger ones. The cheeseburger ones were amazing. Oh, the bacon cheeseburger? Yes, those were really good. Yeah. And then I guess the, these ones would probably be right up there with that bacon cheeseburger ones. I would say, actually... Honestly, I would say straight up, these are my favorite, mm. no, bar none. And, and you're right, they, they are they are pretty spicy. They yeah. got some nice bite to them. Definitely way spicier than any Pringles I've had in Japan. And they, oh, yeah, because, you know, I, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but Jeremy bought these when he was in Korea. Yeah, I was you in know, Korea you, last week. If you should subscribe, if you're a Patreon fan, you can see you can see the hungul, the Korean language in here. Yeah. So, yeah, when I was in Korea last week, you know, the food over there is fucking amazing dude like in in japan one of my biggest complaints about japanese food which i i like japanese food i like i like sashimi i like sushi i like okonomiyaki yakitori but the biggest problem with japanese food is the lack of taste it's like really bland right a lot of the food here is bland but when you go over to korea it's like step up you know punch you in the face kind of like someone turned this bitch to 11 kind of food man like even like the the rice balls the onigiri they're amazing over there Mm. Yeah, really good. No, I, I agree 100%. Like, that's what you're saying. Like, Japanese food is really good, but it's very, very bland. So, you, if you eat it often enough, you, it's a real big turn off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the only way you could actually like it is well, if you're Japanese, you just grew up eating that shit. Right. For, for us, like, America, it's like, it's like that old episode of The Simpsons where, like, you know, Homer's trying to lose weight. You see, he's sitting there eating like rice crackers. Right. And he like bites into it. Oh, you can eat these. These are fine. You can have these as a snack. And he, he, he bites into it. He's like sitting there and goes, starts screaming at the chip, like the rice cracker. He's like, hello, taste. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that. It is that. It is that. Yeah, and then when, when you is. go when you go to Korea, I mean, there's a couple things. I, I went on a bus tour and stuff like that and like went all over uh, like Seoul and stuff. But uh, the main attraction for me there is, is the food. Totally going there for the food. Damn it. Yeah, Kiniku can't be beat that. Oh, it's so good. It's so goddamn good. All right. That being said, Tom. Yeah. Let's, let's bring the people some news and tell them what the fuck is happening in Japan. All right. Let's bust into this. Uh, you want to go first or should I? I'll go first. I got, the, I got a story up. Sure, man. All right. Japanese female inmate awaiting execution dies after choking on food. Totori, Japan, January 16th, according to Kyoto News, a female inmate awaiting execution in Japan after being convicted of murdering two men in the western prefecture of Totori in 2009 died Sunday, oh, sorry, Saturday, of asphyxiation after choking on food, the Ministry of Justice said on Sunday. Uh, Miyuki Ueta, 49, was being held at the Hiroshima Detention House. and The cause of death was confirmed by an outside doctor who examined her body 
uh, the ministry added. Ueta, a former bar worker, God damn it, uh, it was convicted of. <laughs> gotta drug- be careful who you hire, Jeremy. <laughs> gotta be careful, man. Yeah. Got it. Uh, she was convicted of drugging a truck driver and drowning him in the sea in uh, April of 2009. Uh, before drugging and drowning uh, an electronic store owner in the river in two, in October of that year, her death sentence was finalized in 2017. Man, this bitch is crazy, man! Drugging people and roofing and drowning dudes. Fucking hell! And I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a little picture of her, and she is not a small woman. No, she's she's a not, thick man. one. She's thick. Yeah, yeah, she- yeah, I like the uh, I like the little YouTube video they've got because like she's got her mouth open like you, before you even push play she's got her mouth open like she's like choking or gagging on something. <laughs> it's like <laughs> perfect. <laughs> We're shadowing. What a way to go! All right, Tom, your story, buddy. Yeah, well, with a couple of comments, like, what do you think? Do you, do you think she just is society a favor? Well, you know, she's a murderer, and so I don't. No, feel she's bad. not a murderer. She's a murderess. A murderess. Yeah, right. point. Very good point. I don't. Yeah, I don't feel her. sad or, or sorry that she's gone. I think there was probably something fundamentally wrong with her. I would say. I mean, no, no one else goes around doing that shit. I think people who do that is there's something wrong with them. What do you think? I don't know, man. Like a couple things. Like I don't know, man. Like no one mis- knew how to administer the Heimlich maneuver. Not like, even one of the fucking guards, because you you realize when they're in prison, they're fucking supervised twenty four seven. Yeah, I've never been in prison. That's kind, of, that's kind of a fail, but like, you know, as the saying goes, I hope you fucking go to prison and choke on a bunch of dicks, and I guess she did. <laughs> also, also, one other thing, you didn't read the last sentence in July. Uh, it's like, like filing her, her death, like 105 people are incarcerated, and blah, 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 death, death row sentence. But in July, I found this one interesting, the last sentence. In July, Tomohiro Kato, a 39-year-old former office worker, was executed for killing seven and injuring 10 others during a rampage in Tokyo's Akihabara district in 2008. It's the Akihabara slasher. Oh, yeah, I remember that guy. That bundle of joy. That, that was a big deal. It was like, you know what, 2008. So basically 15 years ago. Yeah, he ran his car into like, uh, the, so if you don't, if you've never been to Japan, like Akihabara's electronic town, and they block the streets off, and you're only supposed to walk around there. But this dude rammed his car through the walk, through the, um, the blockage and just run over people and then when he when his car stopped running because it had too many guts in it he hopped out and started stabbing motherfuckers well it wasn't even his car no because he rented a big old moving truck though. that's what i mean yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't his car running. he rented a big fucker man just fucking started, started doing gta shit and mowing people down like yeah then like you know people ran over to like try and help and then he just hopped out with some knives and started stabbing Snick, 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 snick. So fuck yep. him, man. He, he can burn. No. Oh, yeah. And his whole fucking, he was an incel before they were incels. He's like, his whole reasoning is, is for doing this was, I'm ugly. I can't get a girlfriend. It's like, man, fuck you, dude. Yeah. That was his whole fucking motivation. He's pissed off because he couldn't get a woman. Butthole. Like, no fucking wonder, man. He's creepo and half. Anyway, yeah, I guess we'll move on. All right. Uh, next one uh, comes with a little bit of a disclaimer. Japan's prime minister. Okay, we don't normally cover politics, but like sometimes we just have to because this is too fucking funny. Japan's prime minister should kill himself by seppaku, Russian politician says. I quote unquote can't even comment on such a delusion, says Security Council Deputy Chairman, but still recommends. recommends okay. Uh, Japanese prime minister Fumio Kishida, who's actually barely new at his job, been in there less than a year. Met with President Joe Biden at the White House. We were discussing top, uh, where they discussed uh, topics including the war in Ukraine with Russia's ongoing military aggression, a matter of grave concern for both Japan and the U.S. Two leaders issued a joint statement condemning the invasion of their neighbor. And it's the sort of, uh, okay, we unequivocally, we state unequivocally that any use of nuclear weapons by Russia in Ukraine would be an act of hostility against humanity and just unjustifiable in any way. And we will continue to support Ukraine in the face of Russia's abhorrent attacks on critical structure. It's a sort of firm but politely phrased statement one would expect from men involved in such high-level matters of diplomacy. The response from Russian Security Council Deputy, Deputy Chairman Dmitry Medvedev, however, was much more colorful. Kashida should kill himself, specifically. Medvedev thinks that Shikishida should commit seppaku, 
ritually disemboweling himself in a manner practiced by the samurai during the feudal ages whose shame was so great that they concluded that they could never fully atone for their transgressions. Quote, tremendously shameful. I can't even comment on such an illusion, said Medvedev. I can't fucking pronounce it. Medvedev. Who had no problem contradicting himself by further commenting. Oh, he's a fucking wordsmith he is. Quote, the only way for Kishida to wash off his shame is by committing seppaku at the cabinet meeting. He asserted, despite the fact that seppaku hasn't been common for well over 100 years in Japan. I am completely ignoring the statement and have not even asked the American president for an apology. Okay. We don't, we don't need to get into the rest of the fucking political bullshit. <laughs> the yeah. fucking Russian minister just told the fucking president of Japan, go fucking kill yourself with the fucking, you know, disembowel yourself in a fucking cabinet meeting. No shit, man. That's oh. scary, man. That's fucking hardcore, man. Dude, um, they mentioned something very interesting in there. They said, like, um, Seipaku has not been done in over 100 years. I'm just mm-hmm. looking it up right now. Uh, yeah. The last official one was 1870. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. And also, Seipaku was a judicial punishment. But that was abolished in 1873 after the Meiji period started. Uh, mm. Yeah, and like they could like order you to do a seipaku, man. Normally it was done voluntarily, but up until 1873 they could order you to do seipaku. Yeah, and, 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 and if they ordered you, go ahead. if they ordered you to do it, you fucking did it because like they would go after your entire fucking family. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And so, if, but but if you did, you kind of you somewhat saved face, even though like you know you died in a horrific way, like. They generally leave your family alone. Generally speaking, when you do a seppaku, they stick the knife in their belly and then slice across, right? Boom, like that. But while the guy's slicing across, there's another guy standing there with a samurai sword who cuts his head off. Yes. Yeah. That's the actually, it's, it's not supposed to, you're supposed to, you're supposed to slash right up to the vocal cords. It's supposed to be a clean cut. That's why the, the samurais, they're all about control with the blade. And what, what it's supposed to do, rather than your head just go flying off, if you cut until the vocal cords, it, it's kind of got they got the tethering. It's basically just kind of falls into your lap. Cool. I didn't know that until recently. I read an article about it. I was like, damn, that she's hardcore. Well, you know, the Japanese, man, they, they try to perfect everything, even suicide, I guess. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, that's the thing about the Japanese. that you, you can say they never do anything half-assed. No, no, no. Even decapitations. <laughs> they know the best way to decapitate yeah, yeah. If they're gonna if they're gonna commit ritual suicide, they're gonna go all out and do it in the fucking craziest way. Crazy shit. shit like this, like when when you know the other world looks at Japan and just goes, dude, what the fuck, bro? I was thinking there must have been like a time in um in the sixties where there was a student rebellion at the at Tokyo University. Didn't one guy do mm-hmm. a seipaku of himself on, on top of a building in Tokyo University? Yeah, I for, I forget the guy's name. He was he, but he was a government. There was a student rebellion. I agree with you. Like yeah. I remember that. But the guy that did it was like a really high ranking military member. He was just, yeah. I guess he would. He was like a really old school traditionalist. Like he wanted like, yeah, like to go back to basically like almost feudal Japan where the emperor is god and like Correct. blah blah blah. And like, yeah, he did that. Like so, yeah, he seized a building, took a bunch of hostages, and like when, when they're trying to break in to get him, like yeah, he just. Fucking locked himself in one of the offices and did it to himself. No assistant either. No, but no, no. There, there was a guy there who cut his head off. That guy's still alive. Oh, really? Yeah. Was there? Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. I I remember hearing about this. I, I we'll have to look that up for another another. Um... Yeah, as I was, as I was saying, I think there's enough here we can make an episode off this. So if we if yeah if we get time, man, we, we we can do a deep dive into this. All right, Spader, if you're interested, interested in this interest at all, you should just let us know in the comments. Yeah, at all. <laughs> yeah, come to us. We know all about ritual suicide, disembowelments. <laughs> all right, let's hop into the next. All right, story. all right, Jeremy. I believe it's your go. Okay. Japanese college student admits he robbed a taxi driver. Denies in court that he was rude about it. Okay. Uh, suspect. I robbed him, but I was nice about it. I was polite. Yeah, I, I said get please. Get me gotta get those manners in there. All the manners. The suspect speaks up at trial to connect uh, uh, to correct a misquote that made him sound like a jerk while he was taking the cabbie's money. The Japanese justice system is famous for its high rate of convictions. Uh, accused thieves and common regular, regularly 
reply with, there's no mistake that I did these things when presented with a list of charges being levied against them. But on Tuesday, Seguru Takahashi had to assert that he did not uh, perpetuate one of the alleged offenses. The 22-year-old college student was being accused of robbing a taxi driver in the city of Masuda, uh, Shime Prefecture, back in October. Uh, prosecutors said that Takahashi, who was, excuse me, was now in tow, uh, was now in town attending a driver's license, a driver's license school, robbed the taxi driver of 30,000 yen, roughly 225 U.S. dollars in cash. Telling him, give me 30,000, he told him, give me 30,000 yen. This is not how it went down, though. Takahashi insisted on the first day of his trial, sure, he took the taxi driver's money, but he wants the world to know that he was most definitely did not give, did not tell him, give me your money. Instead, he said, can I, can I have you give me the money? Would it be okay if I got 30,000 yen? For linguists who, for, for you linguists, prosecutors, quoted Takahashi as saying dase, which roughly uh, is a command form of dasu, give. Uh, he says that um, his choice of words was much more polite and, and polished. Yeah, he said, he said dashite moraimasen ka, which means, would you mind giving me your money? <laughs> so at least he's polite. He's a polite robber. Yeah. But he's still, he's a, he's a fucking robber, so fuck him. He's going to go to jail. Only 22, man. Still a kid. Right. Right. What do you think? Have you ever stole anything, Tom? No, dude. I don't fucking, I, I don't roll that way, man. I do not. The only thing I've ever stole is people's hearts. Uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to come. I don't know, man. I'm sure mama, mama and papa are real proud. They're like, oh, I raised him right. Even when he's robbing someone, he's nice about it. But 30,000 yen is not a huge amount of money, bro. It's like, like I said, uh, 225 US. What are you going to buy mean, with that? That's, that's a pretty decent night out because, like, you, you didn't read till the end, but like, you don't know. You, it's okay. You don't have to read the whole thing, but, like, you know. But prosecutors claimed that Takahashi used the money for transportation and visiting adult entertainment providers. So he took the money and basically went it ran out and blew it on hookers. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So because th then again, I mean, then again, he's fucking twenty two. What else is he gonna do with it, right? Right. What did you do when you were twenty two? <laughs> uh, I didn't go to not not brothels. <laughs> no. No. No, I did not. But uh, yeah, he's a fucking college student. Can I can I can I again point out how badly this guy just fucked himself? Because if he's twenty two and we're getting that time of the year, man. He's almost finished with university. Yeah. But now uh, all fucking all the work he put into getting getting into university first and going all the way through university is going to get kicked out. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because like basically universities like don't want to look bad because you know it's Japan they're all about saving face. Yeah. And there's essentially a morality clause, and mm -hmm. so if you fucking go out and do something stupid like this, you're out. And I once you're out of one university, you don't get to go back. I this think guy other... almost had a college degree, but now he's fucked himself. Now he's got a criminal record, and now he's not gonna no college degree. So now he's he's, he's gonna go to the pokey for a while, and when he gets out, he's essentially fucked. Yeah, all, all for all for one night out with the hookers, and you know it doesn't it doesn't matter that you know he was polite or wasn't polite. I mean, come on, there's no there's no fucking way this guy was polite. How good were those hookers, hey. though, man? I don't know. Must have been pretty and, good. And, and enough to fuck your life up, man. I'm I'm sorry, man, but no no fucking pussy in the world is good enough to fuck your entire life up over. Jerry's still out. Especially one night. All right, Tom, hop into the next story, buddy. All righty. Uh, okay. Uh, we don't need to read the whole thing, but uh, Japan's cherry blossom forecast for 2023 is here. Tokyo among the first cities to see Sakura. And actually, you know, we don't, we don't need to read the uh, whole article, but let's just go to the uh, was it predictions. Highlights, and bro. The, highlights. Yeah, highlights, highlights, highlights. Oh, come on. The Cherry Blossom Festival is like, it's, my it's favorite Japan. Time. You know, basically, all, they, they got all these nice little cherry trees. They, for two weeks out of the year, right, right when spring starts, they turn like this lovely shade of pink. It smells nice. It looks fucking gorgeous. Great, like, photo opportunities. 
everybody's happy, smiling. You know, you have picnics with your friend, beers, whatever. There's street vendors and street food all over the place. It's it's a nice time to reconnect with friends you haven't seen in a while, and it's fucking cool. It's probably it's the best time to be in Japan. In fact, my, my mother and my little sister are going to come visit me uh, when this rolls around. Nice. You actually yeah, live in a really good area for Hanami, man. It's called I Hanami. Mean, I mean, look at area. look at flowers. Yeah, because like, yeah, because where where I live, uh, Nakameguro, like I go, I go, I basically cross the street literally, and there's this like you know man-made river, Meguro River, and wall to wall for miles in, in either direction, it's just all cherry blossoms. Plus, it's there's gorgeous. a couple of parks with like you know free area space for it. So in Nakameguro, you get these people walking in both directions, like around, along both sides of the river. And then mm-hmm. you, everyone's just eating and having a good time. You walking around drinking beers. It's so much fun. It's so much fun to have like a Hanami in in Nakameguro. It's very nice. It's one of the, it's one of the best spots. Absolutely, um, it's good. And then plus, there's there's wall to wall street vendors. They've always got interesting stuff. Like they ever had turkey legs. I went I, one time. I had a fucking uh, Kobe beef burger once. Cool. Uh, fr- fried foie gras another time. Gras, there's yeah. just like there's cheesy fries. There's a lot of lot of good stuff. Like those, those are outliers. That that's pretty rare. But they've got just good, really good street food and drinks. It's Japan. You can drink on the street. No one gives a fuck. Actually, everybody's drinking on the street. Really, as long as you're not breaking anything or annoying people, you can drink wherever you want in Japan. Yeah, basically, yeah. As long as you're not being an asshole, like you know, people leave you alone. Yeah. All right, it's let's like, hop you know, into this last story, man. And we're gonna we're gonna end this uh, episode on this one. All right. Does anyone uh, dress crazy at Japan at Japan's craziest coming of age ceremony day? All right, and there's a bunch of photos. There's guys in like traditional Japanese garb. Also, there's like some dudes in like '70s kind of haircuts, '60s kind of haircuts, like big giant pompadours. Man, amazing, amazing. All right, let's jump in this article. In January, Japan holds a coming of age ceremony, civic celebrations for residents who have. Just uh, who have or just about to turn 20. Traditionally, the age of adulthood, which is considered the start of, uh, of life in Japanese society. Uh, but while just about every city in the country has a coming of age ceremony, none of them get as much attention as Kita Kyushu, Fukuoka Prefecture. That's where I live. Now, I don't live in Kita Kyushu, but I live close to there. That's actually a fun fact. That's actually my hometown in Japan. It's the first place I lived. That's right. That's right. I remember you told me about that. Over the years, Kita Kyushu's ceremony has become famous for outlandish outfits uh, many attendees wear, like the ones pictured above, which I just described to you. Gaudy kimonos, flashy suits, towering resurgent pompadours, you know, like people with giant hair, sunglasses that, that still leave enough space around the eyebrows so that everyone can see that you're a card-holding gangster stare, gangster-style stare. All right. Uh, so it says, like, we'll make it a point to stop at Kita Kyushu's coming-of-age ceremony every year and be dazzled by the fashions they hold in display. Amazing, like, um, the shit that you, you get all the entire run of the gambit. You got people in, like, suits. You got people in, like, kimonos. You got people in, like, really, really flashy, you know, tricked out kimonos and everything you know from top to bottom it's really an interesting time to walk around and everyone who dresses up like this are just turning 20 or about to turn 20 so it's all a really young vibe it's pretty cool yeah it's interesting i really like uh some of the with the, the kimonos and they mash it up with like a punk rock style or like you know like different like weird kind of modern styles yeah 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 it's, it's like, look at this cool. like uh, like this is another article but look at this dude in this like uh, if you can see it here this fucking dude in this crazy like fucking rainbow feather boa describe it for the for the people who are just listening to the oh, so this dude's got like this leopard print kimono on and he's got a crazy like he's got white gloves on and he's got a crazy like rainbow boa wrapped around he's got like his hair his hair is shaved on the sides but he's got like multicolored rainbow dreadlocks on the top. It's just fucking wild. His buddy's sitting there. He's got like, you know, fur, fur, like fur, fur lined uh, kimono underneath. Like, yeah, just some, some weird shit, man. It looks like some eighties pro wrestler, like a, uh, like a uh, robe, right? Yeah. It's pretty, so I've seen like find anything else. Yeah. There's just like, yeah, there's some pretty wild ones, man. 
We should, so, we'll probably post some of these in the picture in, in the uh, Facebook page later, so you can check them out. Check yeah, it out. So like, yeah, if you guys come to Japan, you're going to definitely want to come around this time of year, so you can see the people turning twenty and check out the really cool fashions. That's one of the things about Japan. It's the fashion sense that people have, man. The fashion in mm-hmm. Japan, in Tokyo, and in, in Fukuoka and Kita Kyushu, they're all different and they're all interesting. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, man, every, everyone like has got their own different vibe. There's a couple of like the fashion trends I didn't care for. Like when actually when I was in Kita Kyushu, I think this was when, almost 20 years ago, but like one of the fashion was like girls would wear like a l- really like light, flimsy summer dress where it was like long and loose, but they wear like a jeans and t-shirt under it. And I was just like, Ugh. it's like wear one or the other but not both but there, there, are, there are a lot of other cool fashion since then. like it, it like uh they got a lot of heavy snow so like man fucking winter times the girls would all wear like fucking garters with the fucking thigh highs and like you know fi- thigh high fucking high heel boots wow and like the mini skirts with it and it's just like oh <laughs> oh that wow was pretty okay. nice yeah Tight, yeah, tight black leather mini skirts. So that was pretty nice. Oh yeah. Well, the, the in the summer time, they wear really the tight jean skirts. That was nice. Yeah, springtime is when those boots and sh- and mini skirts come out, right? Yeah. Well, even now I'm, I'm still walking around. Even it's the dead of winter. There's a, there's a there's a decent percentage of the young ladies running around that are on a mission to wear mini skirts, even in, even if it's the dead of fucking winter, man. Gotta love. I don't complain. I'm cool with that. Like, yep, you do you. Gotta love them. Gotta love them. Respect, yeah, though. Japanese fashion tenacity. is amazing. Yeah. So their tenacity to try and play play warm in the cold winter. As one All right, say. Tom. Uh, tell me about fans. Can I do one more? It's short and sweet. Go ahead, I guess. Yeah. Because I, I think this one's funny. But uh, woman arrested for taking a friend's key, giving it to an accomplice to Robert apartment during dinner. Dun, dun, dun. Police in Tokyo have arrested a 31-year-old unemployed woman, because they're always fucking unemployed, on suspicion of theft after she allegedly took a 34-year-old female acquaintance's apartment key from her handbag during dinner and gave it to an accomplice to rob her apartment. According to police, the incident occurred in October. Kyoto News reported that the suspect, Ayumi Toriyama, was having dinner with her friend when the friend went to the toilet. Toriyama then took the apartment key from her handbag and gave it to an accomplice. As the two continued the meal, the accomplice entered the victim's high-rise apartment, stole 26 luxury items, including a Harry Winston watch and uh, 1 million yen in cash. Worth a total of 45... The, the total haul was worth a total of 45 million yen. Wow. Dude, that's a good haul, man. Like, USD, that's like 350k. That's, that's a big, fucking that's a- nice haul. Big but of course they didn't wait, get away with it because when the victim returned home, she asked her building concierge to open her apartment door after she couldn't find the key. She contacted police after finding valuables and cash missing and other items scattered throughout the home. Police said Toriyama was has denied the allegations and quoted her saying she didn't steal anything. Police said the accomplice, a 22-year-old woman, has already been arrested after trying to sell some of the stolen items at a pawn shop. Wow, wow, wow. Dude, there's cameras everywhere in Japan. You cannot get away with any camera. What are you thinking? I know. No, I mean, obviously, this is a, a, a bit of desperation, but, like, not only that, it's a fucking high-rise apartment with staff and a concierge everywhere. So, of course, there's fucking cameras everywhere. Absolutely. And there's no, there's no way this her, her accomplice was able to enter the building without being seen. Right. And they, they have a fucking front desk. Like, there's no fucking way. I mean, come on. Those high-rise apartments are like hotels. They have a front desk. There's always manned. There's always a person there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and a lot of them, like a lot of them, like if you if you got the key or whatever, you, you someone you know you can ring the bell and you talk to your friend on the intercom. They can buzz you up. And a lot of them won't mess with you because I've, I've been like you know I've, I've, I obviously I don't live in high-rise, but I have I have visited friends that do. And you know, I would just you know you can just roll in. You just beep 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 and just talk. Yeah, yeah, hey, I'm here, and they just buzz you in. It's not a big sure. deal because they, the staff won't have to because they don't need to because there's fucking cameras any, anywhere. They've got security, like plenty of security. So, yeah, this is pretty fucking dumb. 
But also another, another reason who keeps like I, I I get that I get that this lady was well off, she's got some luxury items, but seriously, who keeps like a million yen in cash just lying lying around? Like that's that's literally that's like freaking like that that's like 10 G's well eight or nine with the current exchange rate, but that's it's a fucking brick of cash. Well, so you don't want to put it in the bank. Sometimes you just want to have cash under your bed. Yeah, like a million yen though, 10 G's. Or three or four. Yeah. Because that happens all the time in Japan. Like old people do that all the time. They don't trust oh, banks. And they have this, like, this lady's what? This like lady's like what? Thirty one or so? Thirty four? She she some old bitty. Yeah, but I'm just saying it happens all the time here in Japan. I don't know. I guess cash really is king here, man. They are they are yeah. kind of resistant to like you know credit cards and whatnot. So I guess yeah. yeah. All right, Shit, Tom. Man. Right. That being said, tell the fans where they can find us on the internets. I believe we have mentioned it a few times, but we are on all these major social media platforms, which includes Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, of course. And we will be posting a few of these fashionista pictures from the 20-year-old ceremony, the coming of age. And unfortunately, I'm a little bit let down because like last year, I was uh, sorry, last week, I was like, you know... I really like I really like when these some of these twenty year olds get nuts. I remember I, I just can't forget the one like a couple years ago when some dude had like some custom car and he was doing donuts in a parking lot, one of leading the police on a high speed chase before they finally caught him. Yeah, but no, we we didn't see any of that revelry this year. But I don't know. Unfortunately, it's it's also a slow time because people are just coming back from work, so a lot of the news sites aren't very active. But whatever. But I digress. Yeah. So uh, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, of course, and obviously, if you're listening to this, wherever you get your podcasts, like we're all over that. And we also have dun, 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 Patreon. So if you want to see some of the video, if you want to see pictures of the chips I held up or some of the pictures we were sharing with each other as we were chatting and discussing these uh, interesting things in the life and times of uh, our time here in Japan, then yeah, that's about it. Anything else you want to add? Yes, you can find us on YouTube. You can watch all the videos on YouTube. They're free. And if you want to help us out, you don't have any money, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. We're trying to get a thousand subscriptions by the end of 2023. Right now we are at over 320. We started with 110, I think, this year. And just in the first month, we've got over 200 more subscribers. So it's amazing. You, you faders are helping us out. When we hit a thousand, we can do a few things. We can have call-in shows. We can have, uh, you know, different kind of polls. We can take part into the um, uh, the content creators fund. It's all these great things that are going to happen to to this show after we have a thousand subscribers. If you don't have any money to join Patreon, that's no problem. Share the videos with your friends. Get them to subscribe. Help us out. We really appreciate it. Faders, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight, and we will see you soon on the flip side. Peace. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't take it! You sure I should do I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.